Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're discovering the past and future of an invention that millions of people use every day. We're going to be like invention time travelers. Wait. Have we invented a time machine? (laughs) No, but we have an amazing guide who's played a huge part in revolutionizing this invention. So stay with us. Every invention starts with solving a problem. And here's a big problem to solve. 75 million people in the world have trouble walking. So listeners, think about it. If you could invent anything you wanted, what would you design and build to solve this problem? Because we're about to see how one inventor did it. Our guide to the invention of wheelchairs is a true pioneer named Rory Cooper. I'm Dr. Rory Cooper, and I'm the director of the Human Engineering Research Laboratories. Rory's journey of invention began when he was in a bike accident that changed his life. I was injured while riding a bicycle. I was sideswiped by a bus and then hit by a truck. It knocked me to the ground and ran over me. Wow, that's horrible, but he really sounds very calm about it. It happened a long time ago, so he's pretty used to telling the story. The accident left him paralyzed for life, unable to move his legs. Before, Rory had been a runner. He loved moving fast, so his first wheelchair was less than ideal. When I was injured, my wheelchair weighed 80 pounds, was made of steel, and was very similar to the wheelchair that Herb Everest and Harry Jennings had invented in 1932. But what, what kind of wheelchair is that? Rory's talking about the kind of wheelchairs you see in hospitals or in airports. They're sort of one-size-fits-all. Okay, so like it folds up, but it's clunky, it's uncomfortable, and maybe it doesn't move that great? Well, when I've had to use one, I felt like I was in a really bad video game where you like don't have control <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> or like those times when the controller breaks. <laughs> exactly, and you're just kind of winging it. But people have been using this wheelchair for almost 90 years. Fortunately, I only used that wheelchair for about six weeks before it broke. As bad as this wheelchair is, it's the product of centuries of invention. Let's take a quick trip rolling down wheelchair memory lane. Uh, The first wheelchair, believe it or not, was discovered on a Chinese sarcophagus. Stone inscriptions from both China and Greece suggest that chairs with wheels have been in use since the 6th century. These early wheelchairs looked kind of like chariots. So like a wheeled contraption drawn by some animals, maybe some horses, maybe some dogs, maybe weasels with little harnesses. (laughs) That would be a dream. There were also a few notable European kings who had wheelchairs. Louis XIV used a wheelchair, actually, uh, which they had custom-made for him, obviously, and he didn't push himself because a king. I am the Sun King. Push me, s'il vous plaît. A very famous wheelchair came from Spain in the 1500s. 
King Felipe II had gout, which is a foot condition that makes walking really difficult. So he had a very plush chair with a cushioned arm and leg rest. Más cojines, por favor. The wheelchair came more to the people with a big innovation in the British resort of Bath during the 1700s. Bath was a place where sick and disabled people would go to breathe fresh air. So uh, probably a lot of demand for wheelchairs and also like breezy shirts. <laughs> a man who lived there named John Dawson invented the bath chair. Wait. So you can take it into a bath? <laughs> no, it's named for the place, not the action of bathing. It kind of looks like a cross between a lawn chair and a sleigh. It had three wheels, two on the sides and one on the front. It had to be pushed by an attendant, but the rider could steer it with a long rod that was connected to the front wheel. Oh man, that must have been kind of annoying for the attendant. <laughs> Probably. These were available for rent, and to tie back to the royals, Queen Victoria had one made for her when she was older, around 1893. It was pulled by a pony. And maybe also some weasels. <laughs> you wish. So it was kind of like a mini carriage. Yeah, and it was really, really heavy. <laughs> kind of hard to get the pony inside the palace, too. I, there are lots of, like steep stairs and stuff like that. Really pony inaccessible. <laughs> <laughs> so when the design for Rory's 80-pound wheelchair first came out in the 1930s, it was revolutionary because it could fold. And that folds using what's called a cross brace. You lift the seat and the chair folds together. So compared to everything that came before, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, you could fold it up, you could put it in a car, you could even push yourself. But like we said before, it's one size fit all, and Rory is not that one size. I'm, I'm six foot tall, but I'm not a very heavy guy. And so even the skinniest wheelchair, the narrowest wheelchair, wouldn't really fit me. And that's where Rory started thinking like an engineer. He had a problem, and he decided to solve it himself. There's a common saying... Necessity's the mother of invention. Meaning that if you really need something, and it doesn't exist yet, you have to invent it. Exactly. And fortunately, Rory's parents owned a machine shop. So he got in there and started tinkering with a specific idea in mind. I wanted the chair to be very functional, but I also wanted people to see me and not just see a person in a wheelchair, but see a person who's using a wheelchair. So basically he's saying he wanted to be seen as the same person he was before his accident. Exactly, and his design had to reflect that. It might be a fine, a fine line, but to see the person first. This meant that the wheelchair needed to be smaller. The main thing I first started was is making it fit me better. He started by rethinking the idea that a wheelchair needed to fold to fit into a car. He thought, what if you could take off the wheels instead? You could make a small compact frame, and then you could take the wheels off easily and st still store in the car. His breakthrough was using a small pin that could lock the wheels on and off the chair. That meant you could easily take it apart and put it back together. 
I was able to get it down to less than 30 pounds within about an 18-month, two-year period. Wow, that's really impressive. Rory called his invention a box frame, and he still uses something like it today. It was so successful that Rory moved out of his parents' machine shop, went to school to become an engineer, and then started his own laboratory to keep pushing wheelchair technology forward. Wow, that's a really incredible origin story. So now we have better wheelchairs. Like, we're done. No improving anymore. (laughs) Thanks, Rory. (laughs) Not quite. Invention is a process that never really stops. There's always more problems to solve and more powerful ways to solve them. Right now, Rory's at the head of another wheelchair revolution with robots. Matter of fact, we were the first ones to actually take and make mobile robots that people with disabilities could use for themselves for the first time. Uh, Mobile robots? That sounds pretty cool. I think I want one. But um, I need to know what they are first. (laughs) Mobile robots are basically robots you can ride on. Oh, like they're shaped like horses. (laughs) That's the only thing you could possibly ride on. What about a weasel? You can also ride a weasel if you're small. (laughs) Or if the weasel is very big. (laughs) A very big weasel. So what do they actually look like? In some ways, kind of like Mars rovers. That sounds awesome. I'd love to ride Curiosity. He looks cute. (laughs) Well, just like Mars rovers are built to navigate the surface of Mars, mobile robots are built to navigate Earth much better. But all six wheels can articulate and they can move up and down to follow the terrain. Rory uses another trick in the robotics toolbox to do this. It's called artificial intelligence. What? So, like, intelligent robots? What, so intelligent robots are driving the wheelchair? Like, is that so you can ask them trivia questions? (laughs) I mean, you need something to do while you're journeying. (laughs) No, this kind of artificial intelligence is meant to predict what's coming up ahead. Something that wheelchair users are constantly having to think about. Now they can just sit back and relax. Exactly. Also, it's not just robots that can help improve wheelchairs. Right now, I'm most excited about researching alternative power sources. So why do wheelchairs need other kinds of power sources? Right now, power wheelchairs, which are the kind that can move on their own, have big batteries that you need to recharge. So Rory invented a chair that replaces those heavy batteries with air. And so we don't have to worry about batteries and replacement. It actually can go underwater. It can go underwater? He means it can get wet. And it was actually designed to be used at a water park in Texas. Kids there have already tried it out. Uh, those kids, were it's transformed their lives, right? They're, they're now going to go with their brothers and sisters and their friends to a water park and play in the splash pads and shoot the uh, super soaker pirate ship guns and all of those sort of things. That's so awesome. We've come a long way from the non-bathing bath chair. Definitely. But we needed designs like the bath chair to get to where we are today. And there's still a lot farther to go. As Rory showed us, for every big problem, there's a lot of smaller problems to solve and a lot of different ways to solve them.
So now that you know about the history of wheelchairs and how Rory has invented new technology, let's go back to the question at the beginning of the show. What would you design and build to solve the problem for people who can't walk? Think outside the box or outside the wheels. Then draw a picture of your design and ask a friend, an adult, or even a sibling to ask questions about how it might work in the real world. Then go back and refine or revise your design. In fact, form your very own Tumble Robotics team. Remember, scientists rarely work alone. They love working on ideas together. Thanks today to Dr. Rory Cooper, Director of the Human Engineering Research Laboratories at the University of Pittsburgh and the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Special thanks to Aaron Hare for coordinating our interview. We have videos of Rory's inventions in lab on our website, sciencepodcastforkids.com. And we also have more from our interview with Rory on a special bonus episode available for patrons who pledge a dollar a month or more at patreon.com slash tumblepodcasts. Sarah Lentz is our head of partnerships. Zara Soar is our intern and helped out with this episode. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I wrote and produced this show. And I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I usually write all the music. This episode, though, uses Scott Joplin's Pineapple Rag from the Free Music Archive for our historical segment. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more stories of science discovery. Science.